do you know how burned out I am oh. of Christmas? Um, I'm guessing real, real burned out. I ditched my Friday Christmas Eve or Christmas party with my coworkers. And then I ditched the company party Saturday night, oh. which is some like circus theme. I guess there were acrobats spinning from oh. the, the ceiling. Oh my. And you know what I did? <laughs> did you watch fucking Hallmark movies? Oh, <laughs> so we're almost there. We're almost there. We were burned out after Thanksgiving, but here we are. And this is a, this is going to be a doozy oh, of an episode. K-M-N. I want to say two things though. So the movie that we're talking about, mm-hmm. we've got a very special guest. I also watched a movie last night called Christmas class reunion that had a, <laughs> A Carrie spoof where the homecoming queen got drenched by a broken snow snow oh machine. What? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and she screamed. <laughs> and then and heads exploded. And the class is cursed. So their five year oh. reunion, oh the goodness. septic tank exploded at the venue. <laughs> and then the ten year, they broke. There was a food poisoning. So this is their fifteen year class reunion. I want to watch the septic the septic tank one. You don't you don't see that explode. Damn it! Just in passing. <laughs> And then there mm-hmm. was another movie last night called ooh, something Peace with Peace. Give me peace or I don't know. But it had a very There were two premieres last night? Mm-hmm. Oh. And oof. it was about like Grief Anonymous. Oh. Was it pretty good? It surprisingly was. Mm. But we're almost there. There are only two movies. The, oh, <laughs> the other piece is that tonight, Sunday, um, is the first LGBTQ oh. main characters. Oh, the love, first love story. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't know that was they've, this weekend. They've sort of sprinkled in mm-hmm. supporting characters, but this is the first. And we've had, you know, the couples that are already together and adopting child and that, but this is where they actually fall in love. Actually fall in love. So mm. as much as Hallmark is taking two steps forward there, this weekend <laughs> they took two steps back. And... Um, the movie we are here to talk about, the movie that was dragged across social media this weekend, was called The Most Colorful Time of the Year. And I had hopes for it, kind of based on the premise, but... I had no idea what to expect, mm. but within the two hours that the movie <laughs> um, was playing, I had reached out to a dear friend who just happens to be, I want to say, an ophthalmologist, our good friend, Dr. Corey Lynn. You ready to talk about it? Let's talk about it. Dr. Corey, welcome, Hello. welcome. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you. Thank you so much for so quickly agreeing to be on the podcast, watching this movie. And lending your gem expert. Yeah. Gem. Oh, gem. That's our word. Gem there you go. Gem of a film. A gem of a film. It's a gem of a film. <laughs> So there are so many things wrong with this movie. So mm. we thought, Mm-mm-mm. you know, we, we don't claim to be experts on anything on this podcast. But in this case, we thought it was absolutely essential to bring on an actual expert in this field because there are so many things that I cannot elaborate, enunciate on. Yeah. So... But, but I would say that I, I'm sure that there's plenty that you could. I mean, there's oh. there's enough wrong with it without the technical stuff. Well, and Molly and I, we will certainly chime in on the uh, the stalker uh, sub story. But uh, <laughs> the colorblind yeah. uh, aspect of this film is uh, something uh, for something definitely for you. 
Yes. So oh, yes, yes. the most colorful time of the year, the Hallmark <laughs> synopsis is it follows Ryan, an elementary school teacher who learns that he is who learns that he is colorblind. Michelle, an optometrist <laughs> he had no idea. and mother of one of his students, helps bring color into his life just in time for the holidays. Aww. <laughs> See, that should be sweet. That should be sweet. So it's not sweet. Before we dive into this, Dr. Corey, <laughs> can you can you give our listener just a little bit of your background? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I have been practicing for 16 years, pretty, pretty full scope. So certainly have had some, some experience with folks that, that are uh, color challenged, shall we say. Um, my husband is actually color challenged. So there's a, you know, there's, there's actually a, a huge myth, I think, just surrounding the, what we call it, because color blind, true color blindness, is um, actually kind of what was depicted in this in this movie. They showed they showed the most rare form of of color deficiency that that exists because it's the one they <laughs> can put with, on camera, right? And and with it actually comes a whole slew of other ocular issues that, that this dude just didn't have. So it really truly was a Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all are all about Christmas miracles. So yeah, yeah. our main character, Ryan, the movie starts yeah. with a shot of his home, which is gray and drab, his closet lined with the same shade of gray <laughs> clothing. <laughs> and it should have just which, been which completely is crazy, right? Right. It should have all been mismatched crap is what well, it should have been. It, right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's yeah. exactly right. Because you're thinking, oh, well, he was, he had, he was of the frame of mind at least to, to choose exactly gray <laughs> the and right, black yes. and drab. And um, he's a Scrooge. I thought this movie was going to be like a modern day Scrooge because he gets a stack full of Christmas cards, tosses them in the in the garbage, and he heads off to school where he's a an elementary school science teacher. Yeah. Which is interesting because elementary school teachers just teach all the subjects. So I don't know. Yeah, ba- well, also interesting. Yeah, because surrounding his uh, in his classroom is you know all of these different color coded charts. I noticed all of. The- all of the instruments that were being used to teach his students were color coded, but yet he couldn't bear to see a Christmas card because it was red. Did he? <laughs> uh, yeah, he didn't have a black and white periodic table. No, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, so Bailey, who is Mich- Michelle, the main character, I don't even know what these actors' names are. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I didn't even yeah. choose to look them up. Um, so Michelle is our small town optometrist and her daughter Bailey is a student, a pupil, as you might say. (laughs) Pun intended. Oh, oh, that was good. I made a joke. It's really good. (laughs) Look, I'm funny. Oh, boy. Uh, He hasn't been drinking. That was really good. It was good. It was really good. No. um, So he is a PhD, by the way. Yes. um, Somehow he's paying those student loans on a teacher salary. On an elementary school. Mm -hmm. And so. He just throws those bills in the garbage, too. (laughs) They're red, too. They're red, too. (laughs) He he can't see the past due on them. (laughs) So so it's um, the school eye exam day. And so he wrangles his students down to the cafeteria. Has to shush them because they're so excited to sing Christmas. Right. Because that's what kids do when they're being disruptive yeah. in the hallway. Yeah. Single file. And, Single file. And somebody said um, on Twitter, this was because 
Hallmark couldn't show the uh, middle school scoliosis test, so oh. they so they they opted for the elementary <laughs> the elementary school <laughs> elementary school eye exam. <laughs> so, so all that would have been a different kind of movie. Um, so here we are in the cafeteria. All the students have had their eye exams, and Mr. Tanner is offered an exam by Dr. Michelle. Basically forced into it. Right. Yes. I'm good. Yeah. No, I'm fine. My eyes are perfect. No worries. And, you know, she forces him down into the eye exam where, as someone, again, who has just had an eye exam two days ago, (laughs) laughed out loud with the fact that, oh, just cover your eye. Okay, perfect. 2020. (laughs) You have incredibly accurate uh, uh, tools. There's no technology Mm -hmm. in eye exams anymore. None. And it was really, really, really bad, too. Just the initials. So they do that little bleed over where they're showing the other adults in their white coats that are doing the screenings, holding their uh, their instruments. So, you know, you guys wouldn't know this, but but, but some of the instruments that they're holding up, they, ha- they have to hold a, a doctor in order to use that properly, has to hold that all the way up to their own eye and then get really, really close to the other eye or, or you know, how depending on which instrument it is or, or have a very specific distance. But that thing goes right up to the doctor's eye. They had it out there. <laughs> they were just kind of shining it around. Yeah. This little lad <laughs> of mine. Looks great. Yeah, you, you're, you're in sixth grade. You definitely don't have glaucoma. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your optic nerve is perfect. <laughs> healthy, healthy. So in that conversation with Ryan and Michelle, he gives his sob story of how poor his parents were and he's never had an eye exam before. <laughs> until a couple of years ago. And I don't know what prompts her. Again, maybe Dr. Corey is uh, a professional. Are there cues that would have indicated that he might have some sort of color challenge? Color deficiency. deficiency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you can say colorblind, I think, for this purpose, according to you know the cinematography in this <laughs> gem. Uh, he was colorblind. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they did the uh, the verbal cue of look at the look at the letters above the green and or under the green line and right. he kind of hesitated. wait is that a thing you could say that you could say hey can you you know look at those letters but um but there's those are just basically an indication of look at this is this is 2040 that's what's legal to drive beyond that you you may have a challenge with that you're going to have to get uh something on your driver's license and then the other is um is that 2020 marker right so um, but they used those as, as you know, he hesitated a bit going, uh, uh, the, the, the green line. Oh, and then mm. he just, ooh, he pulled it out and he guessed which <laughs> one was the right one. So, um, so then, yeah, that, that's what they used as an indicator. And then he even got her shirt color right. That was a good guess. Well, that was, that was probably one of my favorite parts of the movie, you know, because I can tell you right now as a female doctor, uh, we never ask a male to look at our shirt and tell us what they think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so go, oh, I mean, that's a whole, can, that's a whole uh, other, that's a whole meaning, different pod. A whole new meaning to, oh. yeah, to, uh, which is better one or two, right? Because that, <laughs> that okay, that's that the, that's happen. the title. That's the title of this episode. Which one's better one or two? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. So just so you know, you know, be ready. right here and tell me what you think this is. <laughs> so through a series of attempts by Dr. Michelle, she's now gung ho that Ryan needs some sort of help. Yes. And she and she's the one to give it to him. One. She's not even his eye doctor, but he okay. Doesn't have one. She's just the town right. eye doctor, so that means everybody goes to her. And so she's very persistent. 
very, very, very persistent. So much to the point where she stumbles upon a magical color correcting lens (laughs) and frame set that in the real world you can buy online for on Amazon for like $299. But in the world of Hallmark, it requires a clinical trial. Yes. These are now clinical trials. So I will say there there is actually, there is actually a, um, the, you know, the people that hold the the patent on the the ones that are typically prescribed clinically, I don't personally prescribe it. I'm not, I'm not a provider for that, for that um, lens, but um, there is actually a company and they have very specific guidelines that it has to be prescribed over through, through an eye care professional. So, um, I mean, I think you still can go online and get them, but they re- request, I think that you, that you, uh, purchase through, it's all a business thing. It's all a, it's all a, it, you know, sure. it's a pyramid scheme, but, <laughs> but yeah, but <laughs> isn't it all healthcare in America yeah. summarized in yeah. one, and, in one sentence. And so Dr. Michelle, welcome to America, takes it upon herself <laughs> and submits Ryan for the clinical trial. Cause he just wouldn't call her back without his consent. <gasps> Why haven't you called me back? You're running out of time on this. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna do it. I don't want this opportunity to pass. I'm just gonna. Hey, Stacy. Yes. Can you hold all my calls? I have something. I have to do that's really time sensitive. Yep, you got it. Holding all calls. Thank you. Okay, well, I'm heading out for the day. I'm going to go pick up Bailey. Is there anything else? Uh, let's see. Tomorrow's appointments are all confirmed. Great. Is that all? There is one message. Any caller asks that I flag it urgent. Let me guess. Mark? Look, I'm happy to act as the middleman between you and your ex on this one-sided dialogue for as long as you like, but... Eventually, you're gonna have to talk to him. You know, it might help bring the closure you both need. So young, yet so wise. I read a lot of self-help books. <laughs> well, thank you, Stacy. Okay, well, I'll see you tomorrow, all right? Bye. It's Mark. I want to see you. Why won't you talk to me? Just leave me alone, please. <gasps> Mark, you scared the life out of me. I'm sorry. I was just in the neighborhood wondering if you wanted to grab a coffee or something. Yeah. I have a proposal I want to run by you. I, I really can't right now. Why? I'm late already and I have to pick up Bailey. Michelle, it's not fair to ignore me like this. I just want to talk. I, I know. I'm, I'm sorry. It's just things have been really busy lately, and I, I promise I'll make some time soon, okay? I just, I really, I really have to go right now. Okay. I'm sorry I scared you. <laughs> no, he's not. It's okay. <sighs> to backtrack briefly, There's a scene with Bailey and 
Ryan and Dr. Michelle, where they're building gingerbread. And she is performing quite the manipulative uh, performance by... Slash eye exam. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Another eye exam. <laughs> Color challenge. <laughs> right. I think, I think red Skittles would look good on this. Don't you think, Ryan? And, you know, he keeps, again, mystery- magically picking the right, picking the right yep. one until it's the yellow and green. Then that's when she knows for sure yes. that he is officially colorblind. She doesn't know what degree of color challenge he is, but that is what is the catalyst for her to go and submit him without his consent, which is actually a topic of a conversation in this film that she actually went without consent to do this. Mm -hmm. And so Dr. Corey, what would happen in the real world? As you have just said that there's actually a company that has sort of these stringent requirements to get prescription color correcting glasses. What would happen to you personally, if you just went and submitted a patient without their consent for some sort of treatment? Well, that would depend. And I, and I do want to be clear that it's not necessarily a prescription. It's that they they would like you to go through one of their providers who is uh, sanctioned. To, oh, right. We're back to, to the, the, the pyramid <laughs> scheme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. scheme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But anyway, what would happen? Well, that would depend. That would depend on who found out, right? <laughs> always. So, That's how it always works. You know. But I mean, but I, I, and, and I love this question, but I have to go back to... She's so busy. She's not, she is like, she's, she's got this big, beautiful office and boutique and um, there's nobody ever there. Wellington and so when she comes yeah. out, when she comes out and says, hold on my calls, I about fell off the couch <laughs> because first of all, whoever says that anymore, especially an eye doctor, hold my calls. Cause you're getting so many calls in the exam room, but but anyway, she, she, she's not, she's not busy. She's ne- never, never, never no. busy. Um, well, clearly not. <laughs> she, she only has, but, um, one, she yeah, only well, has one patient. It's, <laughs> she's trying to get his one. business. And he's not even her patient. Mm. So yeah, what would happen? Um, you know, you could, that's license on the line right there. I mean, you know, there was definitely at minimum an ethical issue um, at, at maximum, a, a major violation. Yeah. <laughs> There's, well, and, the, and to your point, Dr. Corey, it wasn't like she was yeah. being secretive about this. Her assistant yeah. knew. Oh, by the way, that's another question. But her assistant knew what she was doing. Mm-hmm. She had no problem going right into Ivy's flower shop and telling her sister. All I about was just going to say it. Her sister knew like when she walked in and was talking to her sister about it. John, my husband, looked at me and said, isn't that that's that's like HIPAA, right? And I'm going, <laughs> I mean, everybody knows that that's not OK. <laughs> Do you, do you, um, Dr. Corey, have your assistant, uh, be the mediator for your, um, Mm. ex for all Mm. your stalkers Mm -hmm. that you have? (laughs) (laughs) Oh yes. Yes. Absolutely. And and they're willing, they're willing this, she volunteered. I'm happy. I'm happy to be the mediator. Absolutely. And she characterized it like a, she has to talk to him. No, 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 no. You don't have to, you don't ever have to talk to an ex ever. It, you know, it's not unfair right. to cut them out for, of your life forever. And what was sort of it kind of infuriating to me was her standing there on the sidewalk making excuses for why she can't talk to him. She should really just tell him to go fuck himself. And that's the end of the story. But but anyway, at the same time, that, that, she is, was, that is 100% true. <laughs> yeah. There was the whole stalker stalking the stalker type yeah. thing going on. Right. There, she was, yeah. I mean, she's a little contradictory. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, her, yeah. with her persistence to get Ryan to put some glasses on his face, you know. <laughs> Definitely. 
She she learned some bad habits from her ex Mark. I wanted to say good, one good. of the funniest tweets over the weekend. For every surprisingly good movie, we get a dud. The most <laughs> colorful time of the year started out okay, then went sideways fast, including an ex boyfriend who turns into a psycho stalker. I'm 100% certain Michelle is brutally killed oh less God. than three weeks later. <laughs> Won't watch again. <laughs> uh, it's funny because it's true. Right? So, <laughs> oh, my God. so my other favorite part of this movie was the Bailey, the daughter, who, you know, is very smart. And... <laughs> And decides that for her semester end project, she's going to do a whole presentation on how uh, the normal eye perceives color, perceives color by bringing in a Christmas tree with multicolored lights flashing. And, and again, Ryan is a Scrooge. He hates Christmas because he cannot see color. Right. He's ashamed of it. He's ashamed that he's colorblind. Um, you know, when we're talking about, disability representation while i certainly appreciate hallmark's shallow attempt it seems like it's a weird one to pick if you looked like the way that actor looked like colorblindness you'd be like i'm good I'm, i can get I, I can get by i do okay right right and you know what's crazy too is that you, color they, they kept making such a big deal about the fact that it was because he couldn't see color but you know he could see light it could still see light. So even yeah. when the Christmas tree lit up, it would still be beautiful and it would still be bright. So this, you know, this idea that, oh, but, but it's not colored light. Therefore life is, life is tragic. Right. He can't, he can't have a dating, <laughs> can't have a dating life. No, he no, can't it's really his whole life. <laughs> can't get laid. <laughs> yeah. None of it. He's afraid that, you know, his, he's so colorblind. He's afraid what he's going to find because he can't see it. (laughs) (laughs) Or what he's not going to find. Right. (laughs) It all, it just looks like, it just looks like a Ken and Barbie doll (laughs) to him. Everything is just, it's just one. (laughs) That's a whole different kind of blindness. So when Ryan finally is convinced to put on these magical glasses, and this is another question I have for you, Dr. Corey. Um, like you mentioned, he has the rarest type of color challenge. According to, yeah. According to this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What with these, this new technology and these glasses, what, what would, if, if that were the real case, when he put those on, what would he have seen? So, so it's, it's dependent on the person. It's dependent on the, the type of color deficiency and it's dependent on the degree. So, you know, for some people, it is kind of a remarkable, oh, wow. But that's a very small uh, percentage of people. I don't know the exact stats, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not real common for somebody to put those on and go, oh, and have this life-changing moment. And in fact, for some, they never have that. And for, and for some, it actually takes a couple weeks before it kind of comes in. But even, even in all of that, for, and I do want to do the disclaimer that what I understand is that for those people that it does make a difference, it's actually pretty cool. You well, know, really I love can. watching those videos. I yeah. love them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really pretty cool. Um, but again, those are, those are, a small majority, uh, or I mean, a, a small minority, 
But also, it's not like all, all of a sudden, ah, and it changes gradually from this, you know, grayscale to technicolor. <laughs> it was very that, pleasant, that Phil. Very pleasant, Phil. That just doesn't happen. Um, so, yeah, so it really is dependent on the type. Now, the, the, what they're showing for this guy is um, what's called a, a rod monochromacy. So he's got no no differentiation between between any of the colors. Most color deficiency, it does definitely run a spectrum, but most have you know, certain colors that they don't see as well or to some degree. And in this particular case, when it's only black and white, it's only grayscale, um, those people also are extremely light sensitive and would not be 2020. I mean, that would truly be a miracle to have somebody who had zero color discrepancy whatsoever and be 2020 and have no problem stepping out into a bright sunlight day and all of that good stuff. So, so it, it wouldn't have been anything like what they showed. <laughs> At all. It's all wrong. Completely wrong. <laughs> Completely wrong. They get an F. They get an F in fourth grade science. <laughs> you might as well have had Helen Keller in this movie. <laughs> well, so let's now pivot back because a lot of people, while they had lots of comments to say about the medical inaccuracies of this movie, I think the bigger controversy was that this supporting character of Mark Ugh. really, really had some stalker like tendency. I mean, so the first interaction we see is a text message from him saying, call me, I miss you one year ago. And then showing mm -hmm. outside. Mm -hmm. Call calling, calling apparently multiple yeah. times. Cause Stacy is intervening or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, and then shows up outside of her work. Creepy. Yeah. Then he shows up at night at her house. Um, rack that shot. You know, kid. while Bailey, the daughter is upstairs sleeping. No, right. no, right. you cannot come inside. And she lets him in. And then <laughs> it's got an abusive relationship written all over it. And then he shows up. He's distraught that he's not been invited to Bailey's Christmas concert. Because it was the best time of his life last year. Right. Nobody likes fucking yeah, fourth grade. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I'm going, yeah, it was. Sure. That was the that was the best night. Yeah. <laughs> you're a fucking pedophile. And it was horrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, well and then he does he shows up to the christmas concert demands mm -hmm. that demands that he sits next to michelle and then pulls out his iphone and he's recording the concert like For, they only dated a year right. or was it almost a year almost a year almost a year that's what they said we were together almost a year and i thought that's not that long. Well, and that's At all, all Michelle. That's Michelle's fault for introducing her daughter. Well, to I have a friend who has been dating the same guy for five years and he has never met her children. And her children are like the youngest is 13. I mean, they're not even little. She's just never going to introduce. Him. So I guess there's extremes there. There's a whole, guess, that's a whole other a whole, conversation. Yeah, there's extremes. There's in there. So yeah. maybe, uh, maybe he's colorblind and she's just embarrassed. <laughs> she's ashamed of him. <laughs> So something, you know, Ryan now is distraught because Michelle has taught him the meaning of Christmas. She showed him brought color, this into, color his into his world. Although for someone who has a PhD, this guy was a complete moron. You might not celebrate <laughs> Christmas. How do you not know what mistletoe or the meaning of mistletoe is? You know, he's been living under a rock. Him and Michelle have a falling out towards the end. Well, because he kisses, didn't you see him kissing the basketball coach or something? Right. The basketball coach kissed him. Oh, but it was right. just, yeah. a, that was just friendly. That's what he, that's what he says. 
gaslighting yeah. her. <laughs> gaslighting Michelle. Michelle is a, a she's a troubled character. She's, she's a she troubled picks, soul. Her picker's gone. Yeah. Her picker's broke. <laughs> so so she resorts back to Ivy, who is doting sister, and everything will be fine. And then Ryan shows up at the flower shop. And he's realized that Michelle has changed his life with more than just glasses. And so he's there to get some flowers for her. <laughs> and his mom. And his mom. And his mom. Okay. Because he he's, he's a good son. Yeah. And wants to surprise Michelle with something magical. But I, I thought you were against Christmas decorations. Was. Um, I had a friend help me out, but I thought we could finish decorating the tree together. I would love that. So what do you think? I think it looks perfect. I think we're done. <laughs> you know, I uh, looked into that other Christmas tradition you mentioned. Which one? It has something to do with a parasitic plant. <laughs> oh. oh, you are sly, aren't you? I have my moments. <laughs> Best line of the movie right here. Wait. Just what I thought. Without the glasses, you are absolutely beautiful. Um, do you want to spend Christmas morning with us? You and Bailey? Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of anything I'd rather do. Okay, good. <laughs> what are they doing Christmas Eve? <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then, so yes, this is, we're at the one hour, 58 minute mark. Mm -hmm. And then it jumps forward to Christmas morning. And poor Bailey running around the house. Mom, mom, where are you? Mom, are you there? And Michelle... With her broken picker, <laughs> out on the balcony with Already Ryan, integrating him into her family, right. <laughs> yeah, 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 subjecting Bailey to another uh, mystery man, and and the best part is it's her teacher. It's so bad. Yeah, it's her yeah. teacher. Well, I mean, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? <laughs> well, next semester she's got Mrs. Oh right, whatever. So it'll it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, no problems. <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing could go wrong. Uh. And that is the most colorful time of the year. <laughs> So, Dr. Corey, on, on this podcast, we rank these glorious movies on a one to five snowflake scale. And I don't know how okay. familiar or how often you watch Hallmark movies, but. Never. This is my first. Oh. I was a virgin. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. There are actually some good ones. <laughs> this is amazing. Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> well, now that we've taken your snowflake, um, how many would you give for this movie? Objectively, oh, of course. 
Not as an oh, eye doctor. Oh, objectively, objectively. Holy moly. Not as an eye doctor? Okay. I've got to rem- I'm definitely suspending my disbelief on this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, would, uh, uh, I would give it two snowflakes mm. because I will be generous in that not all of the actors were awful. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's pretty good. 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 But I had to, I have, no, I have to give it one and a half because I'll tell you that the really awful, awful, awful um, uh, writing that they had on the side of the building that was supposed to indicate the school. It, like, it was just, it was, I don't know if you guys noticed that. Oh, that's, just, my eye that's just Hallmark CGI. Yeah, that, yeah. There's, there's not a much awful. budget for that. <laughs> Yeah, that was, now that, it, it took me out of the moment every time. Now, if you were to put your glasses on, be Dr. Corey, how many snowflakes would yeah. you give this movie? Oh, none. I get the half a snowflake. Okay, so mm. I, I'm going to ask a question just because. Obviously, people that watch Hallmark movies that enjoy these films, there's supposed to be a level of escapism. And obviously some things don't, they're just beyond belief because this is a medical topic. Do you Mm -hmm. think, and we've talked about this on some of the other movies this year. Do you actually think that there's some level of irresponsibility in in presenting it in such an inaccurate way, a topic like this? I do. I do. And a huge reason why I do um, is because there are actually people out there who are going to spend a lot of money trying to go and That's get this result. Mm. They're going to watch a lot this. of time and a lot of money. And they're going to, there are going to be people um, who are going to want this for Christmas. Really? I mean, cause I, I've actually had that happen. I had a really good um, family friend who um, her, he is color deficient and um, the wife really wanted to surprise him on his birthday with a pair of these glasses. And so we, you know, we made it happen so that she could get these glasses for him um, and it was really relatively easy for her to get them for him. Um, and he did see a difference, but again, it wasn't this big, huge life changing experience. It was a positive thing, but it wasn't life changing. And if he, if he had been one of those people that it didn't make any difference for, that would have been a big, wah, wah. Mm. but if you've got somebody who is personally watching this and they go, oh, that's what I want. You know, and somebody else goes and spends hundreds and hundreds of dollars getting this. And then they've got their hopes up and find out that, you know, this, that was just, that was just movie magic. <laughs> That's a really, really good point. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even, that didn't occur to me. Okay, Molly, how many snowflakes before? Oh, God. Well, here's the thing. This movie, I have to, it's like, this was paradigm shifting because I'm, I'm very stingy with snowflakes anyway. This movie made... Everything else. Everything else looks so much better. So now I'm like off scale completely. I mean, this there was zero chemistry between the um, any of the actors. The, the acting was the worst I've seen in any Hallmark movie ever. We had so many like season one of our podcast tropes. Like that, we haven't seen a, them decorating the Christmas tree together as like a romantic gesture since season one. I mean, it was just fucking awful. So, so I'm I'm gonna go with. Uh, 0.25 snowflakes. <laughs> N-A. N-A. In the, as, as they say in the book world, did not finish, did not. although we did finish. I finished. Ugh, I finished too, yeah. and I'm sorry. Not, not I want. Not in a <laughs> well, Dr. Corey, I have to say, mm. I wasn't sure what to expect, but this has probably been one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, wonderful. So, oh, thank you so much. Truly, truly. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, it, we're you. almost to that time of year. So Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and um, for you, thank travel you. safe. 
And, and thank you and Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to you all. Um, I wish you the, the brightest and most colorful season. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Well, what a delightful guest. Yeah. She was a gem of a, a guest. You do a great job getting us guests, Brad. She was a gem. She was a gem. She was a genuine gem. Dr. Corey Lynn, optometrist, 16 years. I think she, we didn't even have to say anything. She filled in all of mm-hmm. the questions everyone had this week. So <laughs> thank you again for joining us. Um, we'll be back next week is the season finale. Thank God. Of Home for Hallmark. <laughs> I got to say season three, season three. Holy shit. It's been a long year. And I think that it might have showed this season in the episodes. We tried with our dear uh, new correspondent, Barbie oh, Waters. Poor Barbie. She really, really tried hard. But I think at the heart of it, it's still been just as fun, quote unquote, air quotes, fun uh, <laughs> this year. Again, we'll There's be been plenty to hate on. Follow us on social media, on Instagram at home for Hallmark and email us your lovely feedback and questions, whatever you might have at homeforhallmark at gmail.com. We'll be back next week at the same time. Thank you. Goodbye.